This is your dummy's guide to the situation going on in Ukraine. So in this video, I'm going to break down what's happening, why it's happening. I'm going to talk about why you should care, why you shouldn't care. I'm going to dive deep a little bit into some history so we can understand why this is even happening in the first place and how is, how is it going to affect you? How's it going to affect the world? How's it going to affect the world? Is there an impending war? Is there going to be war? I'm going to talk about all those things. Now, guys, I'm not going to call this a war, world war. I'm not going to call it that. I don't, I think it's kind of too soon to be throwing words out like that. But another thing is, I just have to say this as a side note, the idea that like European countries waging war against each other is a world war is a very Eurocentric perspective. It's a very, <laughs> it's not a world war. This is European countries fighting each other. Um, does influence the world but it's not a world war, it's a Western war. Let's call it what it is. First of all, what exactly is happening? About 10 p.m. last night, US time, um, Putin got on television in Russia and announced that Russia is going to perform military operations in Ukraine. He announced this, you know, there's been tension going on for the past, look, there's been tension going on for years, if we're, we're truthful. And I'm gonna break down some of that in a little bit. But there's been tension going on, especially in 2022, the tension has been building the media the press especially u.s media and press has been covering this heavily um and this is what's happening so why is it happening let's break down a little bit of the history so when it comes to ukraine and russia ukraine became it was part of the soviet union right um and which you know is russia today so part of the soviet union and in 1991 they were independent they became independent and the u.s had a lot to do with that the u.s and nato really helped ukraine stand on its own as an independent country now why what is nato why is this important so so nato is a military alliance it's the north atlantic treaty organization it is a military alliance with 28 european countries and uh two north american uh countries the united states and canada and so this formed during the cold war the cold war happened after world war ii and it was these tensions that was going on between the us and the soviet union which is russia today um the, well the cold war lasted from 1947 until 1989 and so we see after the cold war is when you know ukraine 1991 you know split away from uh, Russia, well, the Soviet Union at the, at the time, and became its own country. Why is the U.S. getting involved today? Well, it has to do with these histories. It has to do with the continued tension between Russia and the U.S. It has to do with NATO's tension with Russia. Um, and so right now, it's just in that perspective, you know, the, the NATO has to sort of defend. It's a military alliance. It has to defend its territories, right? And that is pretty much why the U.S. is getting involved, um, because I guess the way people are seeing it is Russia, in a way, is trying to perform colonialism and sort of take as many countries as it possibly can and expand. I'm going to talk about this in a little bit. Um, I'm going to break down, because <laughs> I'm trying to be as objective as possible. Um, I don't necessarily think that the Western way is the only way. I tend to be more globalized in my perspective. Um, do I think the U.S. has any business being involved in this? We're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, but there's there are definitely parallels with Russia, Ukraine, and Taiwan, and China, and the U.S., you know. And so it's like, is this your business? Should you back off 
Why are you getting involved? So the reason why the U.S. is getting involved is because of the histories. It's because, look, we defended Ukraine in the first place, right? We defended them, helping them split from the Soviet Union. Remember, the Cold War was really tensions with the U.S. and Russia, and that's a whole deep, deep conversation. That, you know, go, go research the Cold War. So there's a lot of these, and there's still been continued tension between Russia and the U.S., right? So why is the U.S. getting involved? To, in a way, it's like to mark its territory, to say, look, you, you, Russia, you can't just get away with modern colonization. You can't get away with it. Ukraine is its own country. You can't come in and claim that this is your land. But what you, when you think about Russia, Russia's perspective is like, this is our land. This is, this is part of us. We never saw them as an independent entity. Right, And the, the way that Russia sees it is the more countries in Europe that are part of NATO, that the more problematic that is. There are more European countries that are against Russia. So it's not to Russia's benefit um, to see Ukraine stand alone. So what has been happening? So right now, literally as we speak, Russia is performing military operations. In short, they're throwing bombs. You know, they've been bombing several airports. I guess the strategy is to ensure that Ukraine, uh, people in Ukraine can't escape the country and they stay in. Look, uh, Biden did say about a week or two ago that um, U.S., any U.S. citizens that are in Ukraine must leave right now. They will not be able to help them if they stay. Because Russia is a serious country. U.S. is not going to come and fight Russia like that. And let's understand another thing. Uh, Biden has confirmed that, look, the U.S. is not going to send boots on ground. The U.S. is not going to send military. You know, they're going to resolve this with the allies. They're going to solve this, you know, together. So all these European, 28 European countries, two North American countries, they're all coming together against Russia. And they're going, they're going to fight this together. So this idea of there being unity with all these countries that have a lot of money, this is a, it's a good thing. But Putin has said, if these countries get involved, if they get involved, if they get involved, there are going to be serious consequences. Now, <laughs> we don't know if he's threatening nukes. We don't know what exactly he's threatening. But what I will say is what we have seen in Ukraine is cyber warfare. So what does war look like in 2022? It doesn't look like bombs necessarily. I mean, it's gone to that now in Ukraine. But when it comes to fighting NATO countries, what it's going to look like is cyber warfare. For example, Russia shut down the whole banking system in Ukraine. You know, they're spreading misinformation. They're spreading like so using social media as a tool to spread misinformation and cause conf conflicts in that. So those are day-to-day -day conveniences, and that's already happened in Ukraine. If these NATO countries are gonna come after Russia, this is what it's looking like, cyber warfare. It's looking like inconvenience in your day-to-day -day life. Now, why should you care? I mean, it might seem a little bit selfish to say, look, we're going to, we're, we're complaining about our inconvenience, right? And these guys are actually, you know, some people are dead. I believe 40 people have been killed. People are, probably more people are going to die in Ukraine, right? So does it seem selfish or is it in the U.S.'s best interest to step out? I think, you know, there are two sides to this, right? From one perspective, the U.S. cannot afford cyber warfare right now. And a lot of these NATO countries can't afford it either. With COVID and all the things that have happened, it, a lot of these countries cannot afford this type of war. They just can't. Um, and so 
in that, from that perspective, I do think if Trump was in office, and I'm not advocating for Trump, <laughs> but one thing that Trump did do is, you know, form alliances with Putin, form alliances with China, North Korea, which was so interesting, right? But one thing you have to think about is the values and systems of democracy don't seem to correlate with, um, you know, being aligned with Russia. And why is that? We look at Ukraine during its period in the Soviet Union, and there was a massive genocide. Now, the culture of Ukraine dates back hundreds of years. So even though they were under the same umbrella as the Soviet Union, culturally, they were very distinct and they were their own body, their own entities. Even though Ukraine politically as a country has only been around for about, not very long, like 30 years in recent history, but uh, the spiritual identity of being their own their own force, their own people, their own culture goes back several centuries before yeah. even Moscow existed. Stalin committed several genocides. The Holodomor is considered arguably the worst of the genocides that Stalin committed. What he did was during his five-year plan, uh, he went in and confiscated Ukraine's grain, sold it abroad to raise money to rapidly modernize his empire. And on top of that, he came in and deliberately took away people's food, uh, whatever they could use to feed themselves. This included pets, livestock, cooking utensils. The people were left to deliberate to starve to death. I interviewed a survivor who described how she and her brothers were boiling twigs and leaves over an open fire, and a Soviet soldier came and dumped this out. Um, so. It, and in the, in the years of the famine, 1932-33, which you pointed out, the famine was actually put in motion earlier than that. It, mm -hmm. it began, as all genocides do, with hate speech, with propaganda, dehumanizing Ukrainians, comparing them to insects and pests, justifying that they had to be destroyed. And, um, and, and so there's this whole all-out attack on Ukrainian national identity. The language was banned. Uh, you had Ukrainian institutions shut down. You had leading Ukrainian thinkers arrested or driven to suicide. So from this perspective, like the genocide, the inhumanity, the bad things that happened to the people of Ukraine, this is what NATO is fighting against, right? This is what you could say in a way it's fighting for I don't want to call it world peace, but it's fighting for civility in the world, right? And so that's the perspective of why it's important for NATO to get involved, right? To get involved, to ensure that these people are not abused. Um, and so the question as to why is the U.S. always policing the world goes back to that, sort of like pushing this agenda, <laughs> pushing this agenda to for civility in the world, but at the same time, the U.S. is not innocent. The U.S. is not the white savior. The U.S. is not all of these things that they're trying to position it as. For you to be the most powerful or one of the most powerful countries in the world, you have to be one of the most corrupt countries in the world, right? So the U.S. is not innocent. You know, the U.S. is not innocent. And so this is, so even though this belief system that, okay, on one side, these guys are fighting, you know, for what is right, well, what is the U.S. standing to gain from this? And you'll find that a lot of times it's economic gain, right? It's an economic game. So when it comes down to it, why is the U.S. getting involved? Because it's in our best interest in the long run. If anybody poses a threat to any NATO countries, they are united, right? And that is what saves the U.S. from China forming alliances with North Korea and Russia and deciding, hey, we're going to fight you guys because <laughs> the U.S. has... 28 European countries and uh, Canada involved in NATO. So that's pretty much uh, 
what's happening in Ukraine. So finally, I want to talk about this being called World War Three. I just think, again, I just want to break down that, like, look, again, I just feel as though people calling this World War Three is a very Eurocentric thing. Um, the West is not the world. <laughs> Even the fact that they called it World War One in the first place. Yeah, sure, Europe had, you know, had their uh, countries in Africa fight. They had their battles in Africa because they, these, these countries were colonized. Um, so, yeah, from that perspective, that, you know, but it's not a world war. It's a Western war. And I think we should really change the language because, yes, yes, we're going to see gas prices go up. We're going to see all these issues happen, but not necessarily. It's not going to affect the whole world. It's going to affect the power of uh, the West. China could get away with saying, look, we're not going to get involved. It's not our business. And nothing's going to happen to the to the two billion people in China. But this is unfortunate. It's unfortunate to see this happen. Um, Let's just hope that it's peaceful. Let's hope that it doesn't escalate because this could really turn into a nuke war. It could if, you know, people don't play their cards right. If somebody gets upset or somebody, something bad happens, right? Putin's, Putin has already been very clear that, look, if the, anybody gets involved, there are going to be serious consequences, right? So if the U.S. decide they're going to play a poor chess or NATO decides they're going to play a poor chess move, well, that could be very, very bad, right? So everyone has to, I don't, I think nobody wants all these countries from Russia, US, all these countries, nobody wants a war. Nobody wants that. We want our economies to recover from COVID. That's what people want. But unfortunately, you can't necessarily control that when people's pride gets in the way. Um, and I think the US is just trying to defend its own. Um, so that's my, that's, that's kind of my take on what's going on in Ukraine. Guys, uh, watch the news, see what's happening, get the updates, but let's just hope that this thing doesn't escalate, especially outside. It's escalated in Ukraine. Let's hope that it doesn't escalate in the U S and in these NATO countries, but, uh, let's see what it is anyway. Not a usual video for this channel, but I thought it would be irresponsible for me not to talk about this. So I just gave you a little breakdown, a dummy's guide uh, to Ukraine. Anyway, let me know your thoughts. Leave a comment down below. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, all the above. My name is Kenem, and I'll see you next time. Peace.